Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. I am joined today by Matt Broussard, the Director of Growth for Ground News. Matt, how are you doing today? Welcome to be on the show. Hey, happy to be here. Thank you so much for being here. You know, first and foremost, I just want to say that I have been following Ground News for quite a few years now. I've been really a big fan, even back when you had the the graphics that didn't look as good as the graphics do now, no offense, but I've, you know, always been a really big fan of everything that you're doing. I share your stuff on Instagram all the time. And first and foremost, before we get into any of the other kind of questions involving you or the organization, I kind of just want to get a, a brief feel for everyone who doesn't already know what you are and what you do. What exactly is ground news and what are you trying to accomplish with the organization? Yeah, so I get, uh, I guess at its core, Ground News is a news comparison platform. So it's founded on the idea that people should take in multiple perspectives for any news that they're reading. Um, so for any story, you can see uh, coverage from news sources who lean more left, um, like CNN, HuffPost, you can read sources from the center, and also from the right, Fox News, The Journal. Um, so the idea is you can take in a large point of a large amount of, of perspectives for every story, kind of see the full picture of what's happening and then adopt a, a more balanced worldview, but also expands beyond just like the left-right binary. So yeah. for every story that every like global story, you can compare sources from like the US, UK, uh, Brazil, Australia, uh, Russia, Germany. So you can get a more diverse view uh, in that way as well. We're kind of founded on the idea uh, that there should be a, a better future for news and to like solve the current ills of today's system. And a lot of the current ills we believe come from the tech that powers current news. So it's when you consume news um, on Twitter, Instagram, these platforms, you're kind of fed an algorithm of what those platforms want you to see. So our kind of crowning jewel of a feature uh, that we're known for a lot on Instagram uh, is called News Blind Spot. So it's the idea that if you consume news uh, on these platforms that uh, cater to your beliefs, you're just not shown certain stories, uh, stories that the algorithm uh, may think that you want to engage with based off of your, your, your past behaviors. So it's kind of making the choice for you that you shouldn't see these stories. So we have a feed of these stories where you can see flying thoughts to the left. So stories that sources on the left didn't cover and then on the contrary, flying thoughts to the right. Uh, so to kind of put that all together, the platform is uh, meant to build a world that's less polarized, uh, more informed, and more understanding of both their views and the views of others. So it's kind of it in a bow, so to speak. You know, qu quick question for you. This is kind of an aside some that you just mentioned here. I've always been curious about this. How do you determine whether or not a, a news organization is on the left or if a news organization is on the right? Like, how do you go about making that determination? Yeah, a uh, good question. Uh, it's not one that we do ourselves. Uh, okay. We rely on the expertise and the, uh, the knowledge of three trustworthy uh, third-party sources, um, all sides, uh, which uses a very rigorous um kind of panel technique to see looking at past coverage, looking at the, the words used in certain headlines to determine the, the bias of the source. We also use Ed Fontes and Mia Bias Fact Check, who uses a similar uh, a methodology. And then, so let's say that these three, these resources rate CNN a certain thing, we would take the average of that rating and then give it that. So we can kind of take in the points of view from each of these 
agencies and then give them a rating. So it's not our team. Uh, we're not uh, that deep experts on, on, on media bias in that kind of more evaluative way. Uh, so it does come from those three sources. Okay. I mean, I know I personally, I, I love seeing those, you know, especially as somebody who most of my views come from the left. I love seeing the blind spots for the left because I, I think it's really illuminating. I, I would hope that people feel the same way that I feel was like where you would want your views to be challenged occasionally, or maybe more than occasionally. So I, I find it to be an incredibly helpful tool, you know, truthfully. Uh, for me, though, what I really want to know is how did this all start? I, I'm an avid consumer of your product. So I'm always loving, you know, a good origin story. Like how did Ground News come together? And more specifically, how did you get involved with the organization? Yeah, so I've actually been here pretty much since since day one. Um, and and since there, the idea, the, the founder actually used to work at NASA. And she kind of used this, oh. this, this, uh, this story to explain it where she worked on satellites that went to Pluto. And she worked afterwards on on startups uh, in the space industry who would take pictures of our farm fields in Poland from space. And she could see if a, a irrigation pipe was leaking. So it was like, so she helped make that technology, sell it, market it. Um, but she thought that despite this like incredibly complex technology, sending a man-made object to Pluto and taking pictures from space with pipes that like, news is still a harder thing to crack and it's like deep deep technology yeah uh, so after working for well in space she kind of saw like okay like people have access to stuff like body cam footage but there's still massive disagreements of, of, of like what happened so she kind of saw that there was this missing part of the news space where people were kind of only getting one perspective in the news and therefore that was kind of skewing the, their entire worldview. Uh, so uh, so then she launched Ground News, which kind of thought, which um, sought to put together all these all these points of view, so you get a fuller picture of the news. Uh, but actually, first when we launched, the idea of it was more so news verification, where if you were part of a certain geo uh, geolocation, you could you could verify what was happening there. But then that initial idea didn't fully flesh out. Um, and then, but at the time, a side feature was that for every story that 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 was happening you could compare perspectives. So then we yeah. kind of took that feature back then and made it the primary thing that it is today. Um, so yeah, I kind of came from the idea, like we have the technology to solve these problems, but we don't have the way to kind of package it in a way that actually helps people. Okay. So obviously, you know, for me personally, I found you through Instagram. Uh, is it safe to say that Instagram is like the number one place, you know, maybe outside of the app, which we'll get to in a second, that people more or less interact with ground news? Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, a pretty big following there. We reach around a million to two accounts a month on Instagram. Our apps yeah. also a few hundred thousand people as well. So, okay, um, because the app though, it's it's kind of kind of harder to see the scale. Um. But yeah, we do have a big following on Instagram, which is kind of odd because like Instagram isn't that big of a news source for a lot of folks. It's usually stuff like Twitter, TikTok, but oh. I think just the way that we've structured our content, it's kind of spoken to the platform. You know, I I think Instagram is an untapped resource when it comes to news distribution. And so I appreciated being able to interact with you all over there, you know, but I've always been curious. There's, I know for me personally, when I'm doing the show that I do, 
there are so many stories that I can just never get to. I, you know, there is, I feel like for every story I cover, there's like 10 that I wish that I could cover, but there's just only so much time in the week. So for mm-hmm. you, how do you sift through everything and make a determination about what actually makes it onto Instagram versus like all the different stories that are floating out in the space? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably one, one of the, the hardest problems that we solve daily where it's like, there's thousands of things happening a day. Um, like, local level and national level. Um, so we approach in a way where like for stories where it's something that's like objectively huge happening, like, you know, Russia declares war in Ukraine, that's going to be a story that we're going to post. Um, so we do prioritize the kind of huge breaking news stories that like is the kind of thing that everyone's talking about the next day at the office. Those kind of stories are are pretty uh, bread and butter for us. But also we do prioritize stories that we believe are undercovered, which are often blind spots um because we kind of see blind spots as like a shining light because a large portion of people who see them probably wouldn't have seen have seen that story anywhere else because yeah. a lot of people are in these kind of more um engagement driven feeds on their apps uh so we do prioritize posting like one or two a day of, of, of blind spots and also just like the stories that are that we deem to be undercovered so like important topics only have like five or six sources it's kind of kind of our our goal is like we want people to see stories they wouldn't see anywhere else. We kind of make, make that that determination where it's like okay, this story is being covered by a few sources, but it should be covered by more because it, it's a topic that, that affects X people. So that's what that's how we try to approach that. Um, and also like the news, especially as of late, it's like really brutal. It's almost yes. like migrant days. Um, yes, so we started to just like if stories make us laugh stories are are funny or they're like good news um we try to post those uh which is actually a a recent shift of ours because like before we saw ourselves more as a brand that has to report kind of the hard the hard news about politics about uh the economy but people aren't thinking about that all the time and they don't hear it all the time so we we try to add some like you know funny thing happening overseas or a you know, like probably one of my, my favorite stories was there's this thing called the Florida Man Games, where it's just like Florida men competing for like cop evasion stuff like that, which is like that's funny. No one's no one's gonna be upset that they saw that. It's like no. sure, it's, there there may be anything that that's more important than that, but you can't always be fully online in that way. So we try to mix up with some stories that are more light too. You know, I, I think if, if you're covering one story a week, then obviously you can't cover stuff like that. But I mean, you're covering multiple things a day. Obviously, there's going to be some room for other stories. And, and you know what? Truthfully, as a consumer, you know, obviously it's different, you know, from producer lens to consumer lens. But for consumer lens, you need to break it up. You know, like I, I can't just have nothing but bad news all the time. You know, it just it wears it, it makes you want to disengage with the news in general. Right. And so. The next thing I want to ask you is, though, is like, obviously, you have a lot of things that you're posting on Instagram, but you have even more on this app. Tell us a little bit about the Ground News app. If people were to go there, how much more are they going to see? And what is what is the difference between getting the news from the app versus getting it from Instagram, for instance? Yeah, there's more news there than you could ever read and that you honestly ever ever should read. Uh, should read. Um, <laughs> we are the world's biggest news source in terms of stories created, like we're bigger than Google news, who is a massive company. We're bigger than Apple news. We're bigger than 
pretty much any other news app out there in terms of like stories created because we have the idea that ground news is, is, is fully a platform for all whether if you're libertarian uh certain left liberal heterodox political beliefs far right far left um american uh indian so we have pretty much every source on earth on the app um and that goes from sources who are who are local um who are international so we have like sources for like small towns in germany and then we also have international massive conglomerates on, on the app so we have about i believe on the average day between like 30 and sixty thousand stories on the app wow. um which is yeah more than you can read in a day a uh, lifetime in one day um so a lot of that stuff is like stories that are local and um british topics so it's it's a pretty massive um massive catalog of content so it also is good so if you're into more stuff like if you're into more science news tech news news about changing culture then that's also a, a place for you too because like again like no one wants to consume all day like hard news about politics people have interests so yeah. we have we have there as well like i'm pretty into uh tech I, I, i'm always like like following tech news so like i've been following the sam altman drama like right right for a minute even though it's not really a story about politics it's still a story that like still pertains to my interests um, so yeah, massive, massive catalog of sources there. One thing about the sources is, is like, uh, I think we take a bit of a break from tr traditional companies when we have, we have like sources that other people don't have who, who wouldn't, who, who they wouldn't have on their app. Like we have sources from Russia, which a lot of, uh, government instructed platforms is the censor after yeah. the war. We have sources from China who have ties to the governments there. Um, okay. So we have like a, a wide variety of sources. We have sources on the on the far right, sources on the far left. We have Infowars. We have sources that that um that people don't really expect on kind of news apps now. Yeah. Because we believe that all perspectives are worth at least considering. Um. So if you say okay, the the news from Russia today isn't trustworthy, then you have that there to consider. And then we'll give you the context, like, okay, the source is Russian affiliated, um, but you still have that source there to compare it to other stories. So if you want to see, okay, I want to see how a person in Russia perceives the world. So you, you could possibly put, put, like, put yourself in their shoes. So you could read sources in Russia, kind of teleport yourself there and see, okay, this is how a Russian sees the world. Same thing where it's like, okay, I want to see how a person in China sees the world a person in the UK, a person in Brazil. So it allows you to kind of set, like walk a mile in someone else's news, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. So even if you don't agree with the news and I don't agree with a lot of the sources on, on the app, um, but I still think that it's important that people have access to these, um, these sources and their news to at least consider how other people think and feel about the world. So when you have these disclaimers next to some of these uh, sources, like for Infowars, for instance, do you have this source believes that drinking tap water is turning frogs gay or something like that? Do you have that like disclaimer next to Infowars? No, no, maybe not. Yeah, might might be a good disclaimer to have yeah. next to his in particular. But yeah, you know, speaking about personally though, you you mentioned about like why this is personally important. Mm -hmm. I I want to ask you some personal questions now. Why 
is this work particularly important to you? Like uh, you, you as the individual, Matt, why does is this work with ground news something that you gravitate towards and find that you want to dedicate so much of your life towards? Yeah, uh, I think it's kind of like from a young age, like I grew up on Reddit, which I wouldn't advise anyone to do. <laughs> I think I was on it since the age of 12. Uh, and Reddit is, it's a good platform for, for finding communities. Um, it's deep, deep library of content with a true one point anywhere else. I love Reddit, I still use it, but it's not a good place to kind of like build your worldview because by definition, like like subreddits are echo chambers. Um, yeah. So I grew up reading news Reddit, which skews one way and other subs, which skew one way. So I got a very like unbalanced view of the world. Like I grew up, like not knowing how people who didn't who didn't think or who didn't read the news I did, I just couldn't comprehend how they kind of thought the way they did. So I grew up in these huge in this like really really thick echo chamber on Reddit online, but when reading the news and reading about politics, and it kind of made me like judge friends of mine who had different beliefs from like the get go. I couldn't separate yeah. kind of the the person from the beliefs. Um, eventually I, you know, actually, so once I started working at ground news, I'd get past that because I would see multiple points of view on a day to day basis. So like that kind of jolted me awake. Um, but I also realized where it's like, if you won't even consider the views of, of others and you aren't even aware of like certain topics, then you can't really have a good conversation with people. Um, if you aren't working off of the same, like not really, not even facts, but just kind of like the same, like worldview or the, the same reality uh so i think i figured out where it's like if we kind of have to, to solve these like really deep problems about you know like wh where a world's going what our our morals are as a as a as a as a, as a, a nation as a as peoples it's we have to exist in the, the same reality which starts with the reality that you see and reality that's that's formed for you which is formed for, for us by news by news and media that's yeah. often our, our window to, to the world um so my beliefs are that if we want to tackle these huge issues we have to first fix the large one which is the undermining underlying like fracturing of our news reality and the way that the world's seen so i believe that companies that like ground news can kind of bridge that divide and hopefully yeah the world that's less, that's like less polarizing where one where people are at least open to being aware of issues that they may not see so i think okay. it's like thinking to like root cause analysis the root cause analysis of a lot of problems is the lack of awareness and the lack of shared reality so i think companies like ours that solve that are, are important so that's why i've been here now five years you know what i find the work to be incredibly important but I, I think I want to focus on a word you just said there, uh, awareness. You know, that's mm -hmm. something that I feel like, you know, even to people who are trying their absolute best when they're consuming the news, you know, it's something that is not always easy to have when you're reading mm -hmm. a headline, when you're reading a story, so on and so forth, you know, understanding exactly what you're taking in or what maybe someone's motives are for writing a piece, if they have a motive at all. You know, it's hard to really have true awareness all the time of the information you're taking in. This leads me to my next question for you, though. You have to sift through a lot of news in order to produce, you know, the this organization. 
what is it that you think people should know about the news while they're taking it in that maybe they're not always considering while they're engaging with the news on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, uh, good question. Probably a few things there. One is that um, you're more you're more privy and you're closer to um, people, uh, Gen Z, they're more at risk for, for biased news than, than they think. There was this study that was done where it was, they compared, I believe it was, it was Gen Z, um, it was millennials and that it was maybe boomers on how, how they fared when being a, given a test of like, which headline's true and the boomers did the best. So Gen Z millennials, they uh, underperformed boomers in terms of like finding this info when it's like, I'm sure everyone's seen like dozens of memes just like dunking on people of that generation on like falling for like fake news, like forwarding those like insane emails. Like everyone's kind of seen that, that, yeah. uh, that kind of meme. Um, but there's kind of a different way that people fall victim to this stuff now where it's like people often consume news uh, on social media. So they think, okay, if this, if this news story has a hundred thousand um, likes, it must be true. Cause if, if, if a hundred thousand people are seeing it, and liking it enough that they engage with it, then at that scale, they can't all be wrong. So there's a lot of kind of these traps of like false indicators that people, um, that, that, that folks more in our generation fall for versus the, the uh, boomers don't really see that as the same kind of signal. Um, so I guess one thing is like, yeah, just like be wary of scale uh, for sources, sorry, for content. like stuff has gone viral before on Twitter it's gotten 10 million views and it's proven to be false. So don't take just pure, pure reach as a signal. So that's probably one thing that I'd probably advise folks to, uh, to watch for with the news is not take that um, as gospel and also be aware of the incentives that kind of power your news source. Um, one thing sure. is uh, it really isn't a good model for news. Um, no one's really cracked it yet. And there's been that, you know, like thousands of attempts of like different kind of ways to, to fund news. Um, Cause really the only ways are um, ads or, or funding from government or to get readers to, to pay for it directly. Uh, yeah. And they all kind of fall, they all kind of have their own faults. Like government, it's like, okay, there's probably going to be a pretty credible, like uh, being accused of bias from government to the news source, which people have with, you know, even sources like NPR, CBC, they're still pretty credible accusations of like, is there bias from the top down? Um, so it's, yeah, it's to, to, to be aware of what's paying for your news. Is it government? Is it is it an individual? Is it a hedge fund? Is it independent? Because um, that often colors what they report and, and also more importantly, what they, what they don't report. So it's to kind of be aware of like, if the media controls, you know, your worldview, who's paying for that worldview. Um, so I'd probably advise that as well. And even, even on Twitter, it's like, um, be aware of like their incentives for Twitter, like their incentives is just to keep you on the, the platform for longer and like yeah. all engagement, engagement's blind. If you leave a comment in hate or in support, it's often the same as the algorithm. Um, so I guess be aware of your emotions on the platforms with the news that is showing you and kind of be 
be willing to like follow people like you don't you, you don't agree with um to keep your feet more balanced last question i have for you what is next for ground news like wh where do you see all this going do you want it to go someplace further or is this kind of like the limit to where you see ground news being or you know do you if you have future plans like what exactly does that look like yeah so we do want ground news to kind of be the place to go to to like you, you hear a story and then you by instinct say like like, like, like okay who else is covering this um how wide is the, the coverage what are other other, other sources saying so it's kind of be the more de facto response to to this kind of news um so that's going to involve expanding a lot internationally um most of our audience on the app on instagram is american because the format does like 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 lend itself well to to folks who, who are american because the kind of left right um scale is pretty familiar with like a lot of american politics but that's not true elsewhere um like there's there's scales where it's okay like more people are more libertarian which isn't really on the left right divide um and there's like different systems like what's left in in the u.s isn't what's left in in europe and what's left in europe is and what's left in south america um so we want to expand uh internationally in that way by having more features that are better for these readers uh, and having more content that is local to them, um, which will involve kind of like moving into the, these communities, but like finding more sources, more, more people who are like experts in that kind of geography. So that's probably one thing that we want to do um, and also expand on more vectors of like, of like ownership. Cause like, as I saying before, it's like who pays for the news is, is often more important than like the political bias of it. It's often right. kind of the same, the same thing. But uh, looking at that kind of vector of bias, we want to expand on more. Um, so probably more go more in that direction beyond just like the left and right binary that kind of powers a lot of, of our app today. Okay. So you did it. You made it through an entire podcast of independent thought podcast. Are you worried that your entire fan base is going to absolutely just run for the hills now that you came onto my show. Cause I mean, you might be losing just so much credibility right now. I, I apologize, you know, well, not in advance in this moment. So <laughs> what do you think? Is it, is it completely over for you now? No, I think, I think, I think it is never over. And if anything, <laughs> like we're back, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think what with grand news, like kind of our, our ethos, like, as I said before, it's, we have, Built from the entire spectrum on our app in terms of, of our content. Yeah. Um, so we're happy to talk to anyone. We're happy to ask them about their views. They, they can ask us about our views, our views on, on media bias and kind of the, the future of news. So uh, I think our audience is is pretty smart. They're, they're knowledgeable of us. And it's like kind of like the lore that, that's built up of Ground News uh, for our yeah. audience is quite impressive, I, I think, for news source feels a lot more like a community than like just like commenting on the news itself it's almost more right. like like a meta discussion and like it's like ongoing about the news and media so yeah um i think i think we'll be fine i hope so because it would be it would be a shame if it, it was all over after this because <laughs> i know that when you announced this episode you know it, it had some uh it had some reviews i would say they were mixed but that'd be being nice to me they weren't really that mixed um do you think that I don't know, the people even have any questions for me or should we just cut this right here? What do you think? 
Yeah, so uh, I love to ask, um, where do you get your news? Like what, what informs you, what informs your worldview? Uh, who do you trust in this space? You know, I, it's a hard question for me to answer because I feel like I get information from so many different sources. Um, you know, I get information from traditional outlets, you know, um, online. I, I go to Google News myself. Sorry, you know, apologies, not on the mm. ground news app itself. Uh, but I get a lot of news from there. I I, I seem to gravitate more towards uh, articles from places like Reuters and Axios. It just feels like they don't really come with the same like lens that you would get from like a, you know, from like a Fox or a CNN or a CBS article, if that makes sense. They just feel like they're very just straightforward. The AP does a really good job of that. Uh, for news that's a little more under the radar that people aren't talking about as much. I love going to like The Intercept, Democracy Now!, uh, I think those are really great resources, but I also like to get my news from sort of like political political pundits that I trust. I feel myself mm. going to YouTube quite a bit. I think there's quite a bit of news commentary that's happening on YouTube right now that it helps me sift through the news better for, um, I, I think I've found over the years that I'm more of an auditory learner. And mm -hmm. so uh, certain people like breaking points, for instance, um, Crystal Ball, Sagar and Jetty, I found myself going to the hill, sometimes rising. Um, there's a person by the name of Kyle Kalinske. I've been on his show. I, I mean, I've not been on his show. I watch his show uh, quite a bit. And th there's quite a few others. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes I'll listen. I, I've even sometimes gone to listen to what Ben Shapiro's had to say, not because I mm -hmm. believe in any of the same views that he does, but I feel as though if I want to hear the perspective from the Republican side, that's probably the the most tame version of it as far as I'm concerned. Cause if anybody's ever been onto my account or watch my my show or listen to my podcast, you know, I'm definitely on the left on mostly every single issue. But I still like to hear the perspectives coming from people who are more politically right. Cause in, in my mind, I feel like that's the best way to truly round out your political perspectives is to have them challenged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your views aren't really yours until 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 they're challenged. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's that's something we, we definitely advocate for with ground. Um, yeah, kind of on, on that. So you said that your your views are mostly left. Uh, what's behind yeah. the name? What why do you call yourself the Independent Thought Podcast? Uh, in that regard. Yeah. So for me, you know, this is a tricky. I mean, it's not a really tricky one. I've always been baffled by just how much this like particular phrasing throws people off because we have two senators here in America who are both obviously on the left, but yet they call themselves independent. Independent also has more than one definition to it. I, I think sometimes people hear that name and because it's always associated in the news with people who are centrist, people who are willing to vote Democrat, they're willing to vote Republican, people just establish the name independent as being a centrist label. But for me, independent just means like independent from the the two parties, independent from the two party platform. Like I would never call myself a Republican. I would never call myself a Democrat. So therefore, I'm politically independent uh, in, in that particular regard. Like when I was when I was kind of adopting my political um, ideology, more or less, like throughout my 20s, I came to the conclusion that I, I agreed with the Democrats on most issues, not all issues, but on most issues. But the more I paid attention to the Democratic Party and the things that they stood for and the things that they did or the things that they claimed to believe in, but then their following actions, it became very clear to me that I could never really call myself a Democrat. 
And mm-hmm. so for that reason, I kind of felt probably the same way that you see in, you see a Bernie Sanders feeling where he caucuses with Democrats, but he is a political independent in the U.S. Senate. I, I feel mostly the same way. I could never call myself a Democrat, even though most of my views are on the left. And so independent just uh, made the most sense to me, truly, because I, I can't think of a specific political party that I would even fall into. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't categorize myself as like a Green Party or people's party or or whatever the case may be so i think independent just feels nice and clean because you can judge me based on the positions i take on each policy versus trying to attach someone to a political party and say oh well they're that because they're in that party if that makes sense yeah 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 that yeah that makes perfect sense uh I'm not sure if that fits into an, an instagram comment but it definitely <laughs> it, it, no it, you, you know i i think people love to you know, there's no real way for me to shortly explain that, you know, but so, I mean, if you took the time to, you know, check out what I stand for, what I say, or what I report on, or what I talk about, it becomes very evident very quickly. There's no way that I could be masquerading as a centrist. I've never been a centrist, never once. Hmm. So, and I don't feel, and just because the definition isn't the first definition, maybe it's the second definition, I don't feel the need to change it. And I'm not going to. Your answer. Yeah. So with that being said, I really do appreciate you coming on the show today. And I, you know, hope that, you know, people will check this out. I hope that people will check out the ground news app as well. If they're not following you on Instagram already, definitely be following you on Instagram. Uh, is there any uh, other place besides the app and on Instagram where people can follow ground news? Uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty active on those platforms kind of where the news is. So like, uh, Twitter, right to one threads if you left Twitter. Um, uh, yeah, we also have a, if you're not much of an app person, we also have a website. It's just ground.news. Most of the same functions and as the app and the same features that you see on uh, Instagram page. And we also have a, if you do read uh, your news on um, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, we actually have a built-in extension uh, for your browser. So if you see any oh. story on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, you can click one button and then you can see all the other perspectives. So it's almost like an integration um, into the platform itself. So it's pretty good if you're, if you consume it mostly on those platforms, but you do want kind of a more broad point of view on important stories. Perfect. For those who are interested, those links will be in the episode description. So go ahead and click into the description now and you will see those links that he was just mentioning. I uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in today. Matt, thank you so much for coming on to the show. We'll see everyone in the next episode. Thank okay. you.